Make sure you say hello to somebody. Don't, don't be snobby this morning. You know, it's always a scary thing for a pastor to tell his congregation to start talking because they don't ever know when to be quiet after they get started. Some people just break free in that. I don't know why, but some people just break free in it. You know, we've, we've come a long way. And I, and I say, I say we because if truth be known and I had to tell your story, you're not where you used to be. You ever thought about how far you've come? Like, really? Like, and, and, and it's not, it's not one thing or the other, but how far you've come in everything. You know, I used to think a certain way, now I think different. And I find myself looking back on how I used to think, and I have discussions with myself. I know I'm the only crazy one in here, but... I have discussions with myself. Boy, if that was you 20 years ago, you would have never reacted that way. You would have just gone nuts. You would have went crazy. We don't, we don't dress like we used to, thank God. Some of us used to wear purple silk matching shorts. <laughs> I didn't have girly slip-on shoes. They were <laughs> loafers. <laughs> but we don't dress the same way. Man, isn't that, isn't that ironic how we can look at that? Because how we used to dress and what we used to dress like then, we don't dress like now. Isn't that the same way with Christianity? The way we used to be then, we're not, well, I hope. We're not like now. I'm, I'm hoping that we all have grown and matured and, and found different ways in our life to increase not, not, only, not only family and finances, but we've increased spirit. Because at the end of the day, you know, when the lights go down and the music stops playing and this person or that person's left you and this bank and that bank is closed, all you have is you and God. And there's times in our life that we have to come to an understanding that we can't rely on circumstance and situation. We can't let what took place yesterday dictate and control what's going to happen tomorrow. Sooner or later, we have to cut ties with things like that. We, we have to mature. We have to, we have to level up. Girl. We, but we have to level up. We, we've got to come to a... We've got to find a way to come to a better place in us. Because if you don't believe, if you don't believe that you can do it, you're not going to believe that God can do it. We've got to start here. We've got to open up our minds to an understanding that, that number one, there is a God. Number two, that he does keep us. Number three, he'll never leave us or forsake us. We, we've got to come to that understanding, but we've got to start believing it here. Mm -hmm. 
And the way that God gets us to that place is by sifting. We don't want to think that God sifts. So I'm going to go ahead and squash some of that from you right now so that you don't think that God doesn't sift you. God said in Amos 9 that he was going to sift Israel. He was going to command. Tommy, go ahead and go to Amos 9. 9. They don't believe me. They're looking at me crazy. Hang on a second. Uh-oh, we got to hang on a second. See, this always happens. Here, let me help you. I got a Bible. I don't always need an overhead. Y'all okay with it? Look, Amos 9, 9, this is what he says. He says, for surely I will command. How many know when God commands, he means business? He said, surely I will command and will sift the house of Israel among all nations. As grain is sifted in a sieve. Or sieve, however you want to pronounce it. So we think that when, when life gets tossed around a little bit, we think it's the enemy. We want to blame Satan. Surely we don't want to blame ourselves because we're tied up in our egos. We think that our life is definitely not something we've caused. Our arrogance. So I want you to understand this morning that it's not always the enemy that's trying to destroy you. Now, sometimes it is. But can I tell you, if you live a certain life and the enemy knows that you're not gaining ground in the kingdom, he probably isn't sifting you. He's probably not tossing your world around. He's, matter of fact, he's probably behind you. He's your cheerleader. You woke up and decided one day I'm going to go to church. And the enemy's behind you going, yeah, go. Go, because I know. We, we want to blame the enemy for everything. We don't want to take accountability for nothing. But there's this third party involved that will sift you. To cause you to grow. See, God doesn't want you walking around thinking that all you have is what you have. Because there's a lot of us that's walking through life. We've got more inside of us than we realize. We are made up of more than we believe. And the only way that we'll ever come to that realization is by the sifting of God's great hand. Because God wants to separate us from everything else in our life. How many of you think you got any shaft in your life? Anybody got any shaft in your life? It's just the excess stalk. <laughs> any, anybody got any? See, that, that's... A, oh. It could be good and bad. Because shaft covers the fruit. Until it's time. I don't know if I want to unpack that or not. We're working on, we're working on the fruit today, so we'll leave it alone. 
God's sifting us. And if we aren't careful, we will reject God's hand in our life. And we will misappropriate purpose in our life by our misunderstanding of the origin of the sifting. Instead of blaming Satan, we ought to be thanking God. I count it all joy. See, we, man, isn't it hard? I mean, I know it's hard for me. So I'll just preach to me. But it's hard for me to even fathom the idea that God would ever want to shake my world. God, I'm I'm doing everything. Come on, follow with me. I'm doing everything that you're asking me to do. I am trying to walk out your word the best way that I can. And you know my faults. Not you, him. You don't need to know my faults all the time. You got your own to worry about. Don't worry about the speck in my eye when you got a plank in yours. Welcome to Sunday church. But this is, it's hard for me to realize this. Because I've got, God, surely, surely you don't want that contract to go through. You know that what we're doing or what we're desiring to do is for the purpose of the kingdom. Surely. Go to Luke. Charlie, sometimes God will sift us for his benefit. How many of you know that his benefit may not line up with your benefit? Yes. (laughs) Paul said that I know him in his suffering. How many of you know that's not beneficial for you? How many of you have ever known Christ in his sufferings? We might have gotten close. We might have been able to envision the picture, but I don't think any of us have walked in the sufferings. But Paul also said to know him in the power of his resurrection. I wonder if there's any, I wonder if there's any purpose behind how it was said to know him in his sufferings. Then, in the power of his resurrection. I wonder if you have to go through something to know him for who he is. Okay? I wonder if you have to go through loss to know that he's the comforter. Are you following me now? I wonder if you ever had to be broke to know that he is your provision. 
Do we have to go through the whole list? Miss Linda, you think they got it? We don't have to go through the whole list, right? You don't have to be sick to know him as the healer. If you'll just understand that he's the healer when you need it in the time of sickness, you'll experience it. All right, look, come on. All right, it's like an old diesel this morning. Takes a while to get started, but once he gets worked up, it'll be good to go. Luke twenty two thirty one. Did I give you that, Tommy? I didn't even give you that. You've been sitting back there waiting. I told you where to go. I know I did. Luke chapter 22, verse 31. Y'all right with this kind of teaching this morning? Because I want to help you. Because I'm being helped. So I want to share. If it's okay. You can call these. The, shoot. We probably should have just... Uh, Started the series today, and I could have said patio time with the pastor. Miss <laughs> Linda, sometimes I have to go through things so that I can understand them better, and then I can share out of that so that I could lead you to Scripture so that you too would understand that God isn't just in it for me. Sometimes I like to think that. <laughs> Other times, I'll just tell you, I don't care if you believe it or not. I believe it, and I'm going to go. You sit wherever you sit, and I don't care. And I'm going to go ahead and experience God where I need to experience him. And I'm not going to let your woes or me keep me from experiencing God where I need him. That was just a, just a little help for you. Starting at 31, I'm going to go to 34. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon. This is after a name change. And the Lord said, Simon. Does your Bible have an exclamation? Yes. Simon. Simon. Indeed. Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you. Hmm. See, it don't, it don't even matter at that point then. If we can get to a point of understanding that all things work for the good. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Let me read through this. Then I'm going to come back and just, we're going to rip this thing up. But he said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Then he said, I'll tell you, Peter. The rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny me three times. Or that you will deny three times that you know me. However you want to. Sometimes the KJV will jump up my mouth before I'm ready. Watch what Jesus is doing. Jesus speaks to Peter, but... He speaks to Simon first. He raised his voice at Simon. What he was, 
Jesus was attacking, yeah, Jesus was attacking his natural state, his old nature. He was letting his old nature know that Satan has desired to sift you. And I can just see Jesus now. Because in the back of his mind, he's going, and the Lord knows he needs to. Listen. If Satan desires to sift you, and Jesus is going after your old nature, you better welcome that with open arms. Because God is trying to get you to another place. No, wait a minute. God is trying to use you in another place. But he can't use you in another place because you have all the clumps in your life. Get back to the sieve. Tommy, can you get a picture of one of them little things? I think it's spelled S-I-E-V-E or something. Yeah, it's one of them little shakers. Y'all know anybody in here cooking? Does anybody understand? What, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? See, she raised her hand. She's getting it. She got it. That's why I love the gospel. Because you can teach it and the young will understand. Some of you old people need to get out your old ways. She's got it. Are you going to get me the picture? I want them to understand what we're doing. God is trying to make something out of your life. Look at that. Ain't that pretty? I bet you they got that from Kroger. I bet that was hanging. But look at that. So when, when Jesus is talking, this ain't in my notes, but I figured this would help me teach. Jesus is talking about and to our old nature, and he's saying that Satan desires to sift you. And the only reason that Satan can sift you is because he came to me and asked me if he could, and I'd realize that I've got something good that I'm making out of you, but there's some things that I can't use in what I'm going to make. So I've got to get rid of, I have to separate. See, with the flower, they, and oh, I love it. Because God loves us so much, he don't want to hurt us. He says, I know I have the, plan, the plans that I have for you aren't to hurt you, aren't to harm you, right? But to help you, right? To benefit you. That's why he said, okay, I'm going to let you use this to sift him. Oh, there's two types of sifting. Y'all didn't know that? There's another sifting that's done by the winnowing fork. That's the violent sifting. It is so violent. It's in the wind. It's on the heel. And there's a fork. Jabbing you in the side. Poking you in the hindquarters. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And throwing you in the air. And letting you fall to the ground. To the floor. And sticking you in. Throwing. Are you with me? This is the winnowing that I'm talking about, like in the book of Ruth, when they went through the threshing floor. Sometimes the things that God's got to get out of your life, he's got to beat. Yes, he's he got to take. 
Well, if you say it nowadays, people are going to call it child abuse. Yeah, he got to take his belt off sometimes. <laughs> sometimes the little grounding isn't enough. Sometimes baby girl ain't going to listen to you when you say, Mommy said no. Sometimes. Charlie, you've had a couple in your life. Am I, am I telling the truth? Spare the rod. All right, let me leave that alone. I don't want you getting mad at me. Now preacher time to tell me how to discipline. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to tell you how to discipline your child. I'm going to let God discipline you. But sometimes in our life, man, some of the things that we're holding on to, God's trying to separate it and deliver us. How, do, how many of you know deliverance can be violent? And that's what God is doing with us sometimes. He's taking us to the threshing floor. The place, oh, where we're beaten and thrown around and winds blowing in our life and got the shaft just blowing. And see, because of the storm that's going on in our life, we can't see the good in it. We can't see that the grain is falling to the floor. The grain that God is going to pick up and take into the storehouse and use. Sometimes we're sifted for purpose. Sometimes we're sifted on purpose. But this isn't, the, this isn't the sifting that I'm talking about this morning because I don't want you to think that any time that we're going to be sifted, man, it's going to be a rough road and, and, and I'm going to get bloody and beat up. And, I mean, because they smack the wheat. They beat the wheat on the floor. They throw it into the air. God said, Satan desires to sift you. He's talking about that. So what God's saying, there's some things in your life we have to get out. Don't worry. You got to be gentle. Oh, separation always hurts. But aren't you glad that it's just gentle? As gentle as it can be. But see, if you fight it, how I many of you know as a kid, when mama said, come on, I ain't going through the store. If you would just walk beside mama, it wasn't what you wanted to do at the time. Because you've seen toys and everything else that you wanted to play with. Come on, y'all ain't always been grown. Y'all been, y'all been in a rebellious state. Some of you are still walking in rebellion. But mama says, come on and walk you through the store. And you've seen some toys that you wanted to play. You've seen some candy that you wanted to grab off the shelf. You, but you didn't fight it because you already knew that mama had a purpose. And you would go on through. And it wasn't so bad afterwards, right? Most cases, as long as you behaved yourself going through the store, when you got to the line coming out the store, it might just be possible that she'd buy you a, a penny candy or something. Just to, that's for being a good girl. That's for being a good boy. I feel like a puppy sometimes. Y'all ever feel like a good boy? 
Right? Ain't that how you train dogs? They do something good, you reward them. You, you reward them. Well, this is what God's doing. But then there's those times that we walk through the store with mama and we just had our day. I want your candy. I want I want Well, how many of you know by the time you got out the store that time, that sifting was a little rough? Huh? Grabbed by the ear, by the cheek, slapped in the tail, hit in the head like that. A thump. Come on, that was my favorite. My favorite was the thump. It was just a quick little pop. And it, oh. What was I doing? I was sifting. They went to the threshing floor. They could have chosen. But no, we had to go. If we would learn not to fight God in some of our sifting, it maybe wouldn't turn out to be such a thrashing. Are you following me? Did I, did I lose you right there? Are you with me? I'm just saying if, if we would just... If we would just give in sometime and just say, God, you know what? You're right. I need this out of my life. I need this person out of my life. I need this thing out of my life. I need to be separated from this and from that because I know that what you're trying to do in me. See, if you, if you, is anybody like me that you, you have this thing in your mind, you, You've almost come to a complete understanding, almost, to a complete understanding, what your purpose in the kingdom is. you all, almost there. <laughs> Still, I'm almost there. But in this meantime, I'm finding that there's some sifting going on. And I'm having to figure out, is this God or is this Satan? So I've got to... I've got to find my way through this thing. God doesn't always come to you and say, hey, I'm going to do the sifting. Sometimes it costs you. <laughs> when we fight the sifting. But God doesn't always come out to tell us that. Sometimes in life, God is just taking us through. Because see, if how, 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 how can I put this? No, because now I'm finding scripture in my head that even goes against that too. If God, if you really knew, and, and I guess for some of us, I, I don't know how we would really know, because right now we should know because he said it. And if he said it, won't he do it? But if we really knew where God was taking us when we were being taken, we would fight less. We shake our head and say, yeah, don't we? Yeah. How many of you know where God's taking you? 
Look, okay, see, because y'all so analytical. This is simple. God's trying to draw you closer to him. Forget about God's called me to this ministry and God wants me to lay hands on people and heal and God wants me to do this and God wants... Stop all of the nonsense. Go after the one purpose. Seek first. The only way... Oh man, don't do this to me now. That's just purple head just... Y'all don't understand how hard this is sometimes because I'm just getting stuff dropped and I want to write it down. I want to teach it, but I don't want to keep you till four. Are, anybody got anywhere to go before four? I'm sorry. This might be a while. I'm joking. You feel free to leave whenever you want to. If we could just understand that God is just his, his whole purpose for us is to draw us closer to him. That's where he wants us. He wants us close to him. The closer we get to God, the less of us can go. Make any sense? The closer we get to God, the less of us can go. How many of you know you have clumps in your life? You have to have those clumps sifted. Now listen, it's not a bad thing. I'm glad there was two honest people in here when I said having clumps. And every one of you got clumps. You got clumps, you got shaft, you got stalk, you got pebbles, you got dirt. Every one of you are carrying around something and God wants it out of your life so that he can draw you closer to him. But no. God, I need this. God, I have to keep that. That's your old nature. God's trying to, God's trying to introduce you into your new nature. You've already gone to him. And you've already submitted. Okay, first you've already recognized that there is a God. Because you came to him. Okay. So you've already recognized that there's a God. Number two, you've already recognized that you can't do anything without him. Because you've gone to him and asked. What's the hard part about submitting? You've already made a conscious decision of saying, hey, God. Okay, duh, I'm not an atheist. I'm, I'm, that's why I love when, never mind. We called out to God, so we realized that there is a God, and we go, I need help. Now we've realized that whatever it is that we need help with, we can't do it on our own because if we did, we wouldn't have called on God to begin with. So we've already asked God for his help, but now we won't submit to his help. I wish I brought one from, we don't even have one. We don't even own one of them things. <laughs> Ask me why. She got the lazy one. Yours is a little violent. They, <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that'll hurt. You put it in that thing. And 
Because I've watched flour, my mom making biscuits, and she's grinding that, and flour's going like this, and I don't want that kind of sifting in my life. I would much rather just submit to the hand of God. It doesn't need to be much. Sometimes you just need to be poked. Husbands? <laughs> Wives? See, I don't want to leave y'all out of the mix. Sometimes we all need to be poked like the children. Sometimes the children need to be poked because they're not paying attention. They're going to sleep. They're eating candy. They're jumping up and down. They're running in and out. Come on. I mean, everyone, they just need to be poked. Hey, this, this is unacceptable. And all we need, hey, this is like training dogs. Unacceptable, just a quick, and some of the, they get it. Isn't it? Boy, if we had the common sense dogs had. But God's trying to sift. And we won't let him sift. I didn't, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't being bad. Okay. <laughs> I thought I got, see, everybody, everybody got stiff, didn't you? It's like, don't be talking about me because daddy's right here and I don't want daddy to. Right? But God speaks to the old nature. and says there's some sifting. That's going to take place in your life. And just like, just like God, this is just like God. He said, but don't worry about it. I prayed for you. Basically, don't sweat it. I've got you. I'm going to hold the sieve. And don't worry about it. Because he, he gave him a promise. See, Jesus' reply was the, the promise. He said that when you return to me, encourage your brother. See, listen, just because God is sifting you, it doesn't mean that you've lost place in the kingdom. Oh, it just means he's taking you to a different place in the kingdom. You, you haven't lost. See, Peter, just because you denied me, it doesn't mean I'm not going to still use you. Y'all remember the story of Peter, don't you? You do know that he gave the inauguration of the Holy Spirit. I think that's one of the highest, one of the highest callings that any man would have ever taken in their life was to inaugurate the whole. Come on, are y'all with me? Do you understand what Peter done? Do you understand what God pulled Peter out and asked him to do? I wonder how many of us have missed the opportunity to do something large for the kingdom. Not for your ego. For the kingdom. Because we refuse the sifting. God wanted Peter to understand something. You're not going to do this in your own power, Peter. There's some things I have to break away from you. And one of the things is your old nature. I've got to get your old nature, the way you think, cutting off people's ears and stuff. I've got, got to remove some of that. <laughs> and he says, when you've come through, you're going to go through some change. 
But when you have changed, I want you to encourage your brethren. See, what, what you found to be not so bad because God kept you, now you can take it to someone else that fears the sifting. Well, I can't do that because if I do that, then this, can I tell you a story about me? See, we overcome by the power of the blood and the words of our testimony. If you don't have anything to share with someone, how can you witness to them? And God's saying, if you will allow me, Simon, I'm going to separate you from some old, some old ways, some old things. Because what I have in store for you, I've already preheated the oven, Peter. So that means we're going through with this, but I've got to get you ready. It's not that I'm not ready. I'm, I've been ready. I've been waiting on you. And y'all holding on to the side of the... We used to poke fun at Sean when Sean was being born. We used to say, no, nah, because he can't. How late was he? Lord, he was two weeks late. And we just, we used to laugh. We said that he was up inside of mama. He had both hands and both feet. Nope, not coming up. <laughs> nope. That's how y'all look in the sieve. Y'all holding on to both sides. Nope. <laughs> Peter comes back, Peter starts responding to Jesus, just like you and I respond to Jesus now. Because see, in our present situation, in our present circumstance, as long as everything is going well, boy, we are quick to say, God, I'll never give up on you. I'll never leave you. God, you're my number one. Yep. That's true. My numero uno. Yep. That's my Spanish. That's my Spanish in its fullness. Don't ask me anything else. That's as far as I can go. But he says, you're my number. You're my ride and die. I'm with you. I got you. And he said, poor Peter. Poor Peter. Even in your, even in your little loving, caring heart, <laughs> you're still going to do it. I wonder why he does this. Huh? Could it be possible... That maybe, maybe, just maybe, Jesus wanted him to understand that even on his best day, yes. he couldn't fulfill yes. the purpose of God in his life or for the kingdom without God's help. That's right. That's good. He said, yeah, Peter. <laughs> I've heard it before. Nah, baby, I'm okay. Oh, let's talk about your family for a minute. <laughs> nah, baby, I ain't hurting. I'm okay. I can do it. I'm going to just go in the garage and piddle. <laughs> and you go, yeah, yeah, I've heard it before. We're going to be back to the doctors next week because you piddling. Because we don't understand. Or we, we understand we just rebellious. Maybe we aren't rebellious. That's too hard of a word, David. Maybe we just hung up in our own ways. I'm not going to beat you down about being rebellious. Not doing it. But maybe. 
Peter. Before this happens, you're going to turn your back on me. That's, maybe that's too harsh for word because now you don't want to hear the rest of it. But maybe, Peter, listen, you're going to fail. Maybe that's too harsh for word. Hang on, let me find another word to help you. Peter, you go break a toe. That might, that might be too hard. Peter, you, you might slip up. You might, uh-oh. Now I can sound like the other pastors that don't want to call sin a sin. <laughs> he said, Peter, listen, this is what's going to happen. And before the rooster crows three times today, you're going to deny me. <laughs> or before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. So it's even, that's even worse. Why'd God remind me of that? That's even worse. Not only are you going to do it one time, you're going to do it twice and three times. So see, you're, you're good today. Tomorrow you're going to make a mistake. You're going to remember that you made that mistake, and that was the exact mistake that you told God and you wasn't going to do. And you're going to go, oh, man. And then you're going to go, and then Tuesday, you're going to make the same. Are you following me? You're tracking me? How many of you have done the same mistake, 2, 3, 4, 5, 12, 16, 111 times? Now, I'm going to ask you one more time. Aren't you glad that you serve God? They say he's the God of second chances. No, he ain't. Count how many times you done made a mistake. And multiply that because there's some people out there that's probably worse than you. Now, it made you feel good about your sin. But there's other people out there that's less than you. Now you feel bad about yourself again. Okay. That's not the purpose of it. But do you understand what I'm saying? There's things in our life that God wants to get out. But it's going to take some sifting. And if we will allow God to handle the sieve. And we will just relax. Took a buddy the other day to Lynchburg. He rode up with me and. All he done was sit and enjoy the ride. Probably the best couple hours he had all day. Hope they ain't watching. <laughs> Hope they not watching. Probably the best couple hours he had all day because he had nothing. He just sat back. Oh, it was funny too because his phone rang one time and he was like, well, not today. This ain't not today. It ain't going to happen today. And he went, spam, and he put it away. And then it rang again. He did, not today, but it was an important call. So he took care of that. And he said, okay, hope that's done for the day. But he enjoyed the ride. Just good fellowship, just talking, talking about our spouses. <laughs> One day I'll come and get you. We'll just go for a ride. <laughs> I'm joking. Not really. But it <laughs> see you know you know you got chapters. <laughs> Don't worry, I've prayed for you. 
<laughs> I, I, I don't even know. Tommy, you can go to the scripture for me now, if you would. I'm closing, by the way. Y'all believe that? Yeah. Don't look at your watch. <laughs> look, all of it come out so smooth. It was just, it was an unction this morning that said, hey, because <laughs> I'm sifting you. I don't like it. <laughs> You're going to have to learn to enjoy the ride, sir. Man, I heard something during praise and worship. I will break the knees of religion in the church. That's what I heard in worship this morning. He said, I will break the knees of religion in the church. You know, the first, the first vision I got with that was a man cutting the hamstrings of the horses. What's they got to do? I don't know. I just wanted to share that with you. I'm so excited about it. I was just trying to fill in some time. Because Tommy takes so long to get the scriptures up. Where was I at there? Satan has asked for you that he may sift. Okay, look at this. Satan has asked for you. You is not singular. You in the Greek is plural. Why am I telling you this? Because I want you to understand something. This wasn't just for Peter. I'm not just making a story up for you so that you can get a warm fuzzy on a Sunday morning before you go home. Satan has asked for you. Now you can take something that's plural and make it individual. And that's what you need to do here. Because he said, Satan desired to sift you. And you. And you. And you. And you. And you. And you. He desires to sift you. So this wasn't just on poor little Peter. That was another reason why I think he called out Simon because he went to the old nature because we all have this issue with our old nature and new nature. God is trying to separate the two because we want to put both of them in the cake. Boy, I wish I'd have brought one. We'd have had a mess up here, Miss Linda. I'd have been pouring all-purpose flour in that thing and shook it the whole time. Because there's things in you that you will never recognize unless you go through the sifting. You'll not know the purpose unless you go through the sifting. Do you think all-purpose flour knows where it's going when it's being sifted? It can go into cookies and cakes. What else we use all-purpose flour for, Miss Linda? Help me. Come on, come on women, y'all cook. Huh? Gobblers. Oh, cobblers. I thought she said gobblers. I'm like, what's they got to do with turkeys? Brown. Why'd you do that? I love them. 
I was hoping that was a pan. I was going to send the pan home with her and tell her that we wanted some. But just think of all the different, all the different good things that come out of sifted flour. But it had to go through a sifting. And I, I watched my mom. She'll take that sift. Oh, Ooh. Wow, I just got this one too. The bigger clumps. I've seen her do it. Pushy. <laughs> I've seen her push. Because see, we all carry something in our life that is, that's real ugly. But God knows there's good in that ugly. And he says, no, nah, I'm going to get... see you still fighting and holding on he said nope you're going I don't care if you don't going through and then I watched her take what's remaining and turn it upside down where's the best place to put it she did oh thank you well I love it how he just makes me take these things and put them together he didn't take what had been sifted and put back in the bag He ain't going to do that, Charlie. Because see, to a baker, that's unusable now. Put it back in the bag. Boy, that, listen, y'all don't think that was spiritual? Somebody in here better listen. What God has sifted out, you better not put it back in your life. Come on. If he took it out, it was for purpose. That's right. And we better. Yeah. <laughs> well, I ain't going back to that church no more. <laughs> Why? Because Pastor got in my soup bowl. Miss Linda, I wonder how many of us have done it. I wonder how many times you and I have done it. I wonder how many more times I've done it. God has sifted. He threw it away. I grab it and I reuse it. I thought there was some good, I thought there was some good purpose still left in that. And all you do, oh, thank you. That's what will take you from being sifted to being winnowed. <clears throat> Pow! <laughs> Boy, I wish I had. I don't know. We, oh, what? Look at that winnowing fork. It's a winnowing fork. Jabs it in you like that and throws you up in there and lets the wind blow you around and all your crap in life is swarming all over your head and he moves the fort and lets you hit the floor and jabs you again and throws it back in there. He's wanting you to let go. But you keep grabbing it and using it and holding on to it. Hoping it's going to be okay. It's not. Why do you think, 
He says that God will open doors that man can't shut. Now watch. And he'll also close doors. That's how Sadie does it now. When Sadie's just done, she says, I love it. Let's stand. I hope you didn't come this morning hoping you was going to get just all this other revelation and pastor won't talk about somebody sifting flour. <laughs> Maybe you're standing here this morning and you're going through a sifting. You, you know something just ain't right, but it's, it's not bad. It's not violent. You just, you just know there's something. Has anybody ever been reminded by God, hey, I just don't want you to do that anymore? He just kind of whispers it. Hey, would you just walk away from, would you leave that alone? Would you let this person go? Would you get that out of your life? Will you put this down for me? Will you just, that's the sifting. Don't make him take you to a winnowing. Why do you want to get beat over the head? It's not fun. I've been there. Ask me. I'll tell you. But maybe there's something just unsettling in your life, right? And you just don't really understand it. Perhaps you have some sifting going on. You're being sifted on purpose. And when Jesus says, don't worry, I prayed for you. Brother, you can count that bean in the bank. Because his prayer will not go unheard nor unanswered. And it will be answered exactly the way he prayed it. How do I know that? Because he said, not my will, Father. 